The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to Sex Lives, the New York Magazine sex podcast. I'm David Wallace-Wells and with me today, as always, is New York Magazine sex columnist Maureen O'Connor. Hey, Maureen. Hey, David. We got a great show for you today. As a repeat guest, Mandy Statmiller is here. She was last here to help us officially launch our campaign to get people to start using handjob instead of fingering. Mandy, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. And we're here to talk about a piece that you wrote for The Cut called Your Number Doesn't Matter, But What You Do With It Does. Yeah, and I brought everything out on a spreadsheet, so I don't know how you guys <laughs> want to do this, but you just go column by column, row by row. Yeah. Well, let's start talk- first, like, how you, how you, like, settled on this as a subject. It was, like, actually, fan- like, really wonderful like hilarious piece but oh really thanks yeah. it like it did the most poorly of any piece I've done for them <laughs> in a long time I think because it didn't have like Brock Turner Kanye or <laughs> you know Game of Thrones so if well we it did really well in. with it did really well with your audience of two this right test here. Audience, I appreciate yeah. that. that well you know that y- you know how it is Maureen like where yeah. you write something and you're kind of like oh I really wish this would have hit more um and I this interview is just gonna be me you don't feel that way no oh You want all your stuff to disappear. I actually (laughs) think that I get like, if I see something like, is like, oh, a lot of people are reading it, I instantly panic. And I'm like, oh, shit, what's going to happen? Like, it's like, oh, really? As soon as the more eyes on something, there's this like weird volatility where you're like, at any minute, this could turn and like destroy me. Yeah, that's actually probably a healthier attitude. Anytime that someone's like pure fear and anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, then I'm like, oh, shit, did I say like a bad word by accident? Or like, you know, I just instantly move to like, uh oh, uh oh, something bad is happening. If we can rewind a minute, though, can you explain, like, the study that interested you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, so the study that I found was by this very conservative-leaning um, uh, kind of think tank in Utah called uh, the Family Studies Institute. And so they take all this great uh, data from, you know, different commission studies, and then they kind of crunch it to see what the results are. And what they found was that if you have only had – uh, two sex partners before marriage, that actually dooms you a lot more than if you've had three to nine sex partners. So, or meaning, zero to one, right? Yeah, I mean, the most lucky are the virgin brides, but now in the well, 2010s, that's 5% of the population. Yeah, because so. they don't know any better, basically. Well, you're, when you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or they're religious zealots who can't divorce anyways. Right, yeah, they're well, a lot sweeter. When you're talking sweeter. about luck being lucky and or being doomed, it's about how long the relationship lasts, right? So that virgin bride may have a miserable marriage, yeah. but she's still being counted as like a successful yeah, marriage. Yeah, it's, it's right, ex- exactly, yeah. They're, they're looking at the propensity to divorce Mm-hmm. after uh, five years of marriage. And so for me, I've had more than 10 sex partners. So statistically, I'm at uh, 33% in terms of likelihood to divorce. And probably if they would, I mean, the way that the quotes that the guy gave um, who did the study and, you know, to his credit, he had a great sense of humor about himself because he, because I kind of made fun of him and the yeah. study and he tweeted it and said he thought it was funny. Um but, you know, because some of his quotes were like, so looking at that whole, you know, two sex partners versus three to nine versus 10 plus, sow your oats, but don't sow too many oats. I think I made the joke. I was like my – because it, it was like women who have more than 10 sex partners are likely to have baggage. And I was like my family crest is basically oats and baggage, <laughs> you know. So I feel very qualified to read this piece. Did they only do 10 plus? Like they didn't go any further than 10? Oh, yeah, 10 plus. That's, oh, have you had more than – oh, gosh, I literally I'm so sorry. don't yeah. know – 
anyone who, as we were preparing for this, I that, do. I have some friends who 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 are who are virgin brides. Oh, you know what? I have one friend yeah. who mm-hmm. oh, nope, nope, and you nope, would never nope, think nope, it nope, knowing her. Yeah, <laughs> I have one friend who's probably under ten. I was going to say, but um, yeah. As I was preparing for this. What I really discovered and was so interesting to me is that the idea of the number, Yeah. that first of all, I was like, I haven't thought about that in a while. And I started wondering if the concept of the number even makes sense anymore, mm-hmm. that everyone was kind of like, I want to ballpark it. It's, yeah. I don't know, in the 30s or 20s or I, whatever. And then <laughs> yeah. everyone being like, what counts? Why is it only sex if there's like the risk of me getting knocked up? You uh-huh. know, that seems really silly and arbitrary. Um, huh. One woman was like, well, I've had 12 penises in me, but I think I've had like 40 dudes eat me out. And I was like, okay, like, why? Did she want her number to be 40 or 12? 12, I don't know. I'm sure, yeah. Oh, no. She was like, it's embarrassing. I mean, she was like, yeah. I don't she, really care, but she's like, but I'm not like My general rule of thumb is naive. If, if you regret it, it doesn't count. <laughs> if you were thinking about tax season, it doesn't count. Um, and uh, yeah, if he didn't get you appetizers, it definitely doesn't count. No, I mean, I, 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 I think... Um, it was funny. You know what I thought of as you were talking is that people could actually use the term. Uh, they could say, oh, yeah, I have um, sexual numerical fluidity. That would be, <laughs> that would be great because you're talking about like a post numbers yeah. world. Yeah, I think yeah. I do. I personally, that is my jam is my jam is you apply um, kind of a uh, – Stiff, indisputable, like kind of uh, a little bit of scientific val- validity metric against like an ushy, gushy, truth or dare party scenario dynamic. Wait, because this is that's really where funny. the magic happens. This is really funny because you were also just saying how much you keep track of the data of like how well your articles are doing and that kind of thing. Oh, too. I'm very, yeah, very, I was. You like metrics to me. I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I have a lot of damage. So uh, that 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 conservative leaning author uh, nailed me, I guess. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean you have damage. It's just a way of looking at the world. Well, I think that like the more kind of self-esteem and the more chill you have, probably the less you rely on those kind of outside parameters. So, uh, well, speaking of that, do you guys feel like anxiety or self-esteem is tied up in your number of sexual partners, or is that something that's like totally? Of another generation. Well, I do feel judged when I find out that someone who I thought um, had kind of a a universal uh, kind of love and appreciation for me has actually been like judging me in a like you're going to hell kind of way, which happened with um, someone who's a family member who none of my, you know, my parents, my sister, they didn't want to tell me about it. But I was trying to um, organize like a kind of reunion for them to meet my husband when we went out to San Diego. And they told me, oh, you know, he's reached out to us privately being concerned about you and being concerned about the things that you write. And um, it really broke my heart because I, you know, my, I I don't know, I, I just don't think of people that way and I also just thought it was kind of shady like come to me directly dude don't be like coming going to my my parents and my sister who like they love and accept me a hundred percent he doesn't want to be in the room with you because you've slept with too many men that's bizarre no he's just he's just very religious and he he um he you know likes me and Mm -hmm. loves me and you know we have a distant weird you know you know, uh, he's not like a close relative, but he's someone who I just thought, oh, we could get together. And when I found that out, it was like being struck by something you're not normally struck by nowadays because we live in this little 
insulated kind of, you know, media world where it's fairly aggressively progressive. You know, it's it, you, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that you would meet someone who would judge someone for having had more than 10 sex partners or writing about sex or writing about kind of embarrassing things. But like you know? on your own, just like, you know, like, do you ever have thoughts of like, I wish I had more, I wish I had fewer Do you ever feel competitive with other people over there? Like you want to beat them? No, but you know, I think uh, before I got sober, today is actually my six-year sobriety anniversary. Oh, congratulations. And thanks, yeah. And right before I got sober, I sold like a reality show to a couple different companies. And uh, the one with um, Evolution Media, who did all of the like Real Housewives shows, um, totally sweet guys. But I remember... One of them looking at me and just being like, do you just pretty much just have you just kind of forgotten at this point? Like in terms of like all the men you've slept with and realizing like, oh, you're that's how you're sizing me up. That's interesting. Um, like, do you and, think he wanted it to be that like you just don't even know? Like, For sure. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he wanted a big, loud character. And I probably was a lot more at that point before. Mm-hmm kind of like checking and being like, oh, I think I have a problem with, you know, like uh, stopping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? In general. Yeah, just in general. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess that was just kind of like a wake up call of just like, is this really what you want your life to be? I'm all for kind of like whoring and pimping yourself out if like you have self-awareness and you have kind of like a solid uh, central rock underneath it. But it's like a sad moment when I remember it. Just when people don't see you as a human being, like that kind of... um, They see you as your number. They see you as your whatever they're trying to see you as. Like when I met my husband, I just had so given up on um, thinking someone would be able to like see me that I think I did... That, like, move that people do where they just are like, here's my purse full of garbage. Let me dump it out yeah. all over you. Do you still want to hang out, you know? Yeah, you told that story in the piece, which is really both funny and sweet. Yeah. yeah. You, you want to tell it again? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I was – I don't remember exactly how the subject came up. But I think it was like – I think I was kind of trying to see, like, oh, is he like that reality TV guy. Like, how does this guy see me? And this is your first date with your now husband. This is our, uh, yeah, this was our first date. Yeah. And I I said to him, I think I asked him, maybe I asked him his number. Maybe I asked Mm -hmm. him to guess mine. And he was like, what? Is it like 100? And I was like, oh, God, no. And I said, I mean, I I probably suck like 100 dicks. But no, it's like, oh, (laughs) fuck. Did I just say that aloud? What is happening? (laughs) Like, I just, I just, I felt so comfortable and I felt so accepted by him and um, that's like a freeing feeling that's like very narcotic you know if you are normally Mm -hmm. putting on a certain show of a certain controlled aspect of yourself or if your expectations are so low for how a person might regard or interact or get you Mm -hmm. and um, yeah and he's a stand-up comedian and he's you know uh, used that in his act (laughs) <laughs> a lot. He's like, so now I just see everything in terms of like dicks, you know, like our apartment. Yeah, about 400 square dicks. You know? um. <laughs> it's funny. It sounds like. Yeah, um, it sounds like. But, um, but his response was, oh, yeah, you know, I trust that. Like, that's not like a chick who's just like really looking to fucking explore life. Like, you know, you've 
you've like lived life, you know? It sounds like unlike Maureen, who doesn't really know what her number was, <laughs> you do have a pretty good sense mm. of what your number is, no? I don't think that's right. Oh, oh, in terms of the, I mean, the, the, the oral sexing, that was like a total joke. I don't think it's that high, but oh God, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I yeah I think my number is uh, you don't need to say I was just curious about what you, you feel can. why you feel yeah I don't I'm I mean in the ballpark no too. I'll tell you I'll tell you exactly why um, I counted um, yeah. it's because uh, when I when I was hanging out with um, a uh, guy who was um, Hollywood sober what what does that mean that means someone who they maybe they don't do heroin or crack cocaine anymore. But they still smoke a fuckload of weed, you know. Okay. And I had like three months of sobriety, you know. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, you know, you'd have so much more fun if you were whatever. And this is from someone who's like, you know, publicly sober. Um, and uh, it really kind of fucked me up because I just felt like, oh, maybe this person will like me better. Maybe I am cutting myself off from the joy of life. And so I did this weird thing where I started to write up every sexual encounter I'd ever had. And I realized almost after almost every single one, it was like drunk or high. And it was like a real eye opener. And it kept me sober, you know, and here I am now. I mean, that was like 90 days in because there are some people who they can do that great uh, drink and just smoke weed and it's medicinal and it's all groovy. But that's not me. Did you do AA or do you? I do, yeah, 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 for sure. That's interesting because yeah. also that same accounting of self. Yes, in a certain yeah, way. yeah. No, I mean it's causing a lot of problems in my life actually that I have never, that I haven't done my um, fourth uh, step inventory because I have so much like misplaced, uh, like just like anger and um, stuff that I carry around with me and like in AA, you know, something that you do is you do that accounting and part of it is. Like, I've tried to have a sponsor, so many different sponsors, and, like, just they all – it never works out. Like, one returned to drinking. And uh, – but this other one in L.A., I started telling her about a bunch of stuff, and she was like, I think you should go to SLAA and deal with some of this stuff. You know stuff. what, though? I do not, like – I mean, do accept that sex – Obviously, sex addiction exists and can be a problem for a lot of people. Yeah. But that's the one thing that, like, um, like I've, a couple of times I remember I've, like, just instantly seen a therapist and just kind of been like, I hook up a lot, you know? And if they're like, well, yeah. sounds like that. I'm like, that's, that's not the problem. That's yeah. not the fucking problem. I agree. not talking to you. I agree with you. Yeah. No, I think that's right. I think that's um, – I think that's – I think the person who gave me that advice – um, they were coming from a program perspective, like that's mm-hmm. what people call AA, like program. Like they were coming from a perspective of this is going to be overlapping. And I found I've only gone to SLAA like, I don't know, maybe like five or six times. But What does that stand for? Uh, Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. I know it's like so humiliating to me to say I don't know why just because like – The idea of a love addict. It's like, well, you're you're really looking for love is yeah. what you're looking for. And you're like, well, maybe that's not really what I'm yeah. – Yeah, after this, I'm going to my um, Oxygen Addicts Anonymous. <laughs> like, I really have a problem with that. <laughs> no, I mean, and that's the thing is like the I, – I wrote about it one time for Exo Jane and I, and I said, you know, what it comes down to is like I would say – I'm, I go to Big Purple Monsters Anonymous if it helped me make better decisions. Oh, of course, yeah. And that's kind of what I think it comes down to is like, what are your reasons for, you know, uh, doing this? And I think, yeah, I think having a therapist point to that as an immediate, like, I think that's very judgy. 
I think that assuming that having lots of sex means you have some kind of issue with relationships and human relations is just such a like neither here nor there. Like it's just a non sequitur to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's why the idea like it's so almost foreign to me, the idea of A, judging someone for how many people they've had sex with and B, or like negatively judging someone for fucking a lot. Yeah. And then I forgot what I was going to say for B. (laughs) Oh, and then B, actually just the idea of even – the number of people you have sex with being a meaningful metric in your life. Yeah. So, Maureen, you don't feel like there's any value in, like, the metric. Well, there. I think there's value in um, having some way to talk about, like, are you a person that fucks a lot or not? Or, right, like, right. fucks a lot of people or not? Because, I mean, there is um, – I think that's what it gestures to often when people ask that question is – a, they're kind of trying to feel out, like, are you, like, a serial monogamist or are you kind of a, like, date-around kind of person? Sure, um, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. sort of how monogamous are you in a certain way? Um, although, as one person pointed out, that he's, like, whenever it sort of comes up in that weird, like, post-coital moment after, like, date number whatever, three or something, you're kind of like, hmm. You know, when you start being, like, have you done that before or whatever right, about right, X, Y, right. Z? And then you might get into that conversation. You can just say anal, Maureen. <laughs> because <laughs> that was my first time that is like the scariest thing in the world is after you do something somebody like that's the first time i've ever done that and you're like ah no now i'm gonna be imprinted in your mind forever um but that is what people do on the third date right yeah you know yeah. yeah usually that's what i call first base <laughs> now you're feeling that out but also that you're sort of looking for a little bit of like story, you know, that you're trying to get a little bit of like, well, I've been with one person since I was like for the last eight years or you're looking for some kind of like, oh, my God, the wildest night the other night. Um, I don't know. I think it's like you're like feeling out to sort of what their romantic personality is, I guess. Like if you're interviewing someone for a story, it's always the same, you know, like three questions. What's Mm -hmm. your age? Where, Where are you from? And what's your occupation? And instantly you have a snapshot of kind of who that person is. And I think that And it can of, be misleading, much abs- like Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. But for you sure. still sort of some people you still sort of there's an instinct to reach for it. I only ever I don't think it usually I can't remember the last time anyone asked me how many people I've slept with, other than when I've been like fucking around with my friends. And I remember that we did that little um there's the calculator that we've looked at with um oh, yeah. calculating how like how average you are in terms of the number of people you've had sex with at yeah. your age and such. Yeah. And then the week that that like appeared on Slate, I remember saying to all my girlfriends, and we all just ruthlessly bullied the girl who was only in the ninety eighth percentile. And you're like, well, "You're such a prude." Like <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> we yeah. definitely like. I feel like if there's any level of wanting it, the number to be different in mm-hmm. like my world at least is that like we all just want to. Be fucking sexual braggarts and say we've done it a ton. Oh, that's so do you impressive. do feel like competition with your friends to like up your number? Sort of. Really? Um, some of them, not all of them. Uh-huh. Um, there are plenty of friends I would never talk about that with. But there's a few of them that like were. But if you definitely knew that your number was higher than other people, you would be happy. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I felt so shamed when like or I don't know. Like there's a couple a couple of girlfriends that I'm really competitive with. What? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more that, like, it'll be, like, in any given number of kind of, like, nights out that it'll be, like, what, you still haven't fucked someone? Oh, my God, get on it, you know? Or, like... Literally. (laughs) But then it gets a little, like, I don't know. It it gets a little emotionally volatile um, 
But not because somebody feels like they're being a slut. If, like, someone feels like they're striking out too often, then, like, I don't want to, like, rub it in their face if I'm winning or they're winning. So did you have an operation to get rid of the kind of female-branded oxytocin (laughs) that rushes in and fucks women up and makes them fall in love with someone who's, like, a total dirtbag that they fuck? Because that's, like, like scientifically, have you ever read that? Yeah. Like, about how, like, women have a different reaction to sex than men do. Well, men and women both have that, but supposedly women have more of it. Yeah, yeah. I don't have that, but I do know that— That's amazing. There are people who do, and like what? Like I have a couple of friends that are like as soon as I. Have I, sex I think with that's someone, most women who do. Um, well, the friends that say that, um, you know, then you're like, okay, if that's the case, then I can see why you wouldn't want to sleep with a guy until you know you know what's up with him. Right, right. Um, or you catching just think feelings, of like how many as they say. People you could catching feelings, with, exactly. Like, that's yeah. a perfect. Sorry to talk over no, you. No. I just like that's such a dead yeah. on. Statement. Well, sometimes that you're like, I don't want to catch feelings with that guy. I need to make sure he's not going to like break my heart before I catch feelings. The last guy that I really kind of like fooled around with, like I put in my phone, I FaceTimed with him to make sure he was in an office and wearing a suit and didn't <laughs> have like, you know, bodies hung in the background. And he was in my phone as John Tinder because... I only wanted to know that guy's John Tinder. I didn't want to Google him. I was just like, I'm going to take a very proactive, anti-catching feelings uh, stance. So, but that's great that you're that way. That must be like a really. Do you I get like? Know. Do you get like sad and stuff? Like now, no. now I sound like I'm talking to like a. You don't get sad? What? Well, I mean, I have feelings, <laughs> but like I don't like cry from sex or like. I mean, sex doesn't make me sad or happy. It's sex i mean it makes me happy i guess like yes i mean okay okay yeah it makes me happy but um, (laughs) obviously i wouldn't do it if it didn't make me happy yeah 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 yeah. i don't think it like equates to the same feeling every time like it's Mm -hmm. not that i fall in love with someone i have sex with every time or that i feel like broken after sex yeah um generally i feel relatively good (laughs) sure 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 it depends on the sex itself like clears your brain yeah can i ask you about that like that study so maureen mentioned this earlier but so there's just like this one giant bucket of like everybody who's had sex with more than 10 yeah is that because they found that statistically there wasn't a meaningful variation between someone who'd had sex with 11 and you know that's a really good question for the researcher and I bet, like, if we were to email him right now, he would get back within the span of the podcast. Because <laughs> I think that's, I think that's a guy who likes media. Yes, yeah. Look at his. I linked from my story to his page. <laughs> I'm gonna email him. It's like cold, Hang cold on. call. You're on the air. Yes, yes, yeah. I think his phone is on there too. Yeah. Um, so now we just sit here quietly. <laughs> no. So speaking of numbers, I don't know, David. Do you think that the number is a meaningful metric, or is it something that you think about ever? Or have thought about? I mean, I think I basically agree with you guys that it's sort of a a bad but sometimes useful shorthand for shit. Yeah. I think the thing is um, the, the idea of the number, I think it comes from the age when um, – when your number is zero and the difference between zero and one is epic and the difference between one and two also feels epic. Mm-hmm. And that's the moment you're super conscious of it. Like the whole concept is sort of a teen boy – um, girls are scary, but I also want one situation, you know, that, um, yeah, that think it's super it, fraught. Think about the first person you had sex with, the second person you had sex with, and then the third through tenth person you had sex with. That's a pretty interesting trajectory. I mean, I mean I guess, maybe we should all be thinking about one through ten and then everything else you just throw out. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is just a ten plus situation. Yeah. Side note, I actually did find um, the stats on how many people the Sex and the City character slept with. <gasps> Over the course of six seasons and 98 episodes, Samantha slept with 41 men and one woman. And then the, uh, the other three were all the same and it was like 18. 
18. Yeah. Charlotte's 18? Charlotte is 18. Carrie's 18. Miranda is 17. Huh. I guess she had her baby or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, she like married a guy or I don't know. <laughs> That's the best review of Sex and the City I've ever heard. She had her baby or whatever. <laughs> Poor Miranda. <laughs> yeah. Um, so according to this Daily News article, it says that uh, the typical New York City woman's number is twice as much as the national average. Yeah. That sounds right. That sounds right to me. Um, yeah. Because, you wanted to talk a little bit about how the geography of it affects. Yeah. Right? Um, I had a difficult time finding a lot of much data about that. Um but, I mean, we do know that people stay single longer in New York City. Mm-hmm. Like, that is just sort of the case. Um, and you certainly would imagine that the longer you stay single, you're probably going to sleep with a larger number of people. I don't know. Does that actually so, yeah. follow? It does. It feels like it should, but, you know. Definitely, of course. Maybe not necessarily. Um, not for everyone. I'd also be curious how it compares to other similarly cosmopolitan, yeah. progressive cities. Like Salt Lake Honestly, City? <laughs> yeah, pretty low. That's the number that I want to know is, like, I want to I want to know how how many times does someone have sex in a year on average because if it's just one guy that a woman is with but they have sex like twice a day or something mm-hmm. how is that person not more kind of you know hypersexual and have a more kind of interesting weighty number in a way than someone who just has it with different partners it's kind of interesting you could be like, well, this person's only like had sex with like three people because each person he fucked was obsessed with him and wouldn't let him get away. You know, or you're like, well, maybe you've had sex with a thousand different women because you're so bad at it that nobody comes back for the repeat performance. Mm-hmm. Like right. <laughs> it could go any direction or it could be yeah. the exact opposite. Um, yeah. Totally. So when I brag about having sex with lots of people, it probably means I'm a really bad lay. Could be. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. My rule of thumb is it's the same thing that I say with like – if you do kind of like S&M or bondage or any of those kind of like darker areas is like, are you coming from a place of kind of like play and fun and you know who you are underneath it? Or is it just like wound fucking where you're oh just, God. You, do you know what I'm saying? I got you're, a really visceral reaction to that one. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah well, it's just like, yeah, I just mean well, it's yeah. too much Game of Thrones, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you had some terrible experience and you're trying mm-hmm. to like work it out subconsciously. When people do want to know how many people you've had sex with, mm-hmm. like what they're actually fishing for. Like I think if in a situation where say it's like me dating a man and he wants to know, I think what he's fishing for is like how insecure should he feel in this situation. That he's oh, being you like, think so? Like, well, I think it's that if I've slept with fewer people than him, then he's going to feel good. If I slept with, you know, how big – if the margin is really big, then he's going to be more insecure or at least in my very anecdotal experience, that's usually what – they're fishing for well i had maybe women too i don't know i had the discussion with um a guy and found out he was totally racist through the discussion because he was like yeah i mean as long as you haven't like stuff with like 10 black guys or something and uh yeah so that didn't really that's when you're like i'm not gonna fuck you but i will fuck 10 black guys instead of you tonight yeah it reveals things you know whenever you talk about something that's like very uh raw like that of course it's gonna reveal things you know i mean as um a friend of a friend was getting married to, like, a woman who, you know, slept around a lot. And some guy's like, oh, so you're marrying her, you know? And he's like, whatever. If the girl who slept with a bazillion people chose me, I feel fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Right? It, like, it seems so – it's hard for me to get into that mindset even though I know it exists of, like, thinking a woman should be pure. Like, yeah. it's just so foreign to – Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I included that joke in there from Pat's stand-up, which was, you know, his first two wives – they were not like me. You know what I mean? They didn't mm-hmm. have 
the that's not my story to tell. But like and so, yeah, his 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 joke on stage was, you know, kind of, oh, you're waiting till marriage. I'm saving my next marriage for a girl who really likes to fuck, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of love that. Okay, guys. So um, Dr. Nicholas Wolfinger from the uh, Department of Family and Consumer Studies, adjunct professor, Department of Sociology at the University of Utah, who did this study that yeah. Mandy is talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, he wrote back. He said he chose 10 plus because the vast majority of American women have fewer partners than that. Um, for instance, using the most recent National Survey of Family Growth data, over 90% of women had 10 or fewer partners. And then he offered, he said, I could try repeating the analysis with a higher maximum if you want, like maybe like 15. I can't promise the sample yes, size. Please. Right and um, <laughs> as we were talking, I just wrote back, could you do it for 50 plus? Let's see if he writes back. By the way, what I do you think always... of this naked selfie? Do, do I like fat? <laughs> but I've always thought that there's – I've always – I have always thought this, that there must be some like polarization that there – you know, there's a lot of people that have fucked a small amount. And then when you get to like the higher end, there must be – I don't know. It seems like everyone's either – you fucked a few people or you fucked a lot of people. Is yeah. there a middle? Sure. Is there a middle ground? I don't know. I think the two to nine – or what is it? What did you say? Three to nine? Yeah, yeah right, so. right, that, that, right. That's the middle ground. Who yeah. are those people? <laughs> yeah, I They're don't the ones know. In happy relationships, Everyone in American happy relationships. Apparently, I think, according I think, to this, I, I think you're right, though, because yeah, the women I know who were virgin brides, I can think of them a lot quicker than I can think of someone who's had sex with three to nine. Most women I know, even just you know, not well, but acquaintances, just through having knowledge of that area of their lives, maybe for just like doing a story or whatever um that that's a rarity yeah less than 10 that's that's a rarity nowadays our guest has been mandy satmiller mandy thanks for joining us thanks and um follow me on twitter so i can count the followers and derive my (laughs) self-worth from that it's um at mandy m-a-n-d-y stat s-t-a-d-t thanks Before we go, we wanted to play you guys a voicemail we got in response to our audio porn episode from last week. On that episode, we talked about lots of different kinds of audio erotica, people recording themselves masturbating, people recording themselves having sex, people recording themselves telling sexy stories. But there's apparently a critical category we left out. I was listening to your most recent episode about audio porn, and I remembered uh, in the late 90s, Lisa Palak, P-A-L-A-C, put out a CD called Cyborgasm. I can't remember if there were two of them, but I think you can still find some tracks on YouTube and possibly even on iTunes. They were incredible. He says I'm a slut. He says I might just be the dirtiest girl that he's ever known. He says he loves that slutty part of me, that dirty part of me deep down inside. And I love it too. Sometimes I think of ways just to be dirty, just to be absolutely filthy. I think of dirty games we can play, like the puppy game. I think of all the things that puppies do. Puppies get collars and leashes. Puppies eat their food out of bowls on the floor. Puppies have to sit and speak, and fetch, and beg. And I do all those things. I get down on my hands and knees, 
And I crawl to him across the floor. Cause I want him. I want it so bad. I want his touch and his kiss and his love and his cock. And I want it. But he doesn't give it to me. He just teases me. Wow. That was hot. I thought. Anything that I've never, like, heard of before. <laughs> like, I li- I liked the idea of I'm not allowed to talk, but I'm trying to communicate these things. Mm-hmm. That, like, elicited, like, a thought in my mind. Oh, that was kind of hot. I mean, it was mostly kind of cheesy, but, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting the way that cheesy things can be hot if you have the right amount of dissociation towards yeah. them, which is one of the effects of, like, I think audio generally. Mm-hmm. I just was trying to think of can you imagine being on a first date and that's just playing on the person's Alexa, you know? It's <laughs> like... You're like, oh, what's my favorite song? Here, let me play it. I'm trying to imagine, like, like, do you think, like, Trekkers and shit listen to that? Speaking of... On the long hauls. Uh, speaking of long hauls and <laughs> audio porn, our producer, Sam Dingman, had a, had a great little anecdote for us about audio porn after last week's episode. Sam, you never tell us these things in the moment. You always wait till a little later, don't you? <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, I, I did have a story that I, I did neglect to share with you guys until we were safely in the hallway after the recording <laughs> session, as is my want. But uh, I, I was, I buried the lead a little bit in our communications before the episode. I was familiar with the Gone Wild Audio section of Reddit because I would like to offer a tip um, to any of our listeners who tend to drive long distances. If you're driving and you're feeling sleepy, and you're able to connect your f- internet-enabled phone to the speakers <laughs> in your car, Gone Wild Audio can be a really good way to keep yourself awake because no. it's – well, it depends. I, if you listen to the last episode and you were like, this is disgusting, maybe it's not going to be for you. <laughs> but So how did you discover this trick? Well, um, you know, uh, when, when, one is, when one is an adventuresome one, internet one. We're user. We're talking about one. Yes. When, when one who may or may not be a radio producer, one could have any job and do this, um, is, is scouring the internet for uh, sources of, of titillation, one might discover the Gone Wild, the regular Gone Wild section of Reddit, which I think came up on the episode last mm-hmm. week too. Yeah. And that's just people posting naked pictures of themselves. Um, also recommended, although not while you're driving. Um, <laughs> And I think it was through some, somebody linked out from one of those to a Gone Wild audio post. And I, I was like, oh, what is, what is this that uh, I have discovered? And then I was driving once and I was feeling really tired and I had already had like two coffees. And I had already done – another thing I like to do, tip for those of you who drive a lot, is to like tickle myself on the inside of my what? arm. <laughs> this is getting really sexual. That's Sam. a good one. <laughs> Well, that, yeah, or even like context. an audio recording of yourself tickling <laughs> your are arm. You, are you a This is workplace <laughs> harassment. We can't go that far. Well, I used to be. I used to be a cab driver. So okay. that's that's where some of this comes Wait, from. Wait, seriously? I did. I did used to be a cab driver. A yellow cab yeah. driver. A yellow cab driver. What? <laughs> Sam, you're actually the most interesting person here. Why don't we have you as a guest every week? My my job my job in radio is hard one. <laughs> so wait, are you saying that when you were the cab driver and you were having your like talking on your Bluetooth, you were just listening to Gone Wild Audio? Well, sadly, I didn't discover Gone Wild Audio until after my cab driving career was over. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think my tips would have been even lower had I been <laughs> pumping the sex sounds in the back of my or higher, Victoria. Or higher. or higher. That's true. But That's this true. is confusing to me because does that really keep you awake and focused or does that just sort of like distract you? And like, like I feel like when things are sexy – 
I'm not really multitasking that well usually. But you're also not falling asleep. Maybe, but doesn't sex sort of like have a soporific quality or like in like that weird like dreamy sexiness? Well, I, I guess for me, there's a little bit of energy charge that comes from the fact that it's sexy stuff that you're mm-hmm. listening to. And then there is truthfully also a little bit of charge that I get out of it, which is nobody else. I'm surrounded by cars. Uh-huh. Nobody knows what I'm listening to in here. I probably shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to me. Like if there's like an accident and yeah. you're like your audio is playing when the, <laughs> when the paramedics come. <laughs> that is now officially my worst nightmare. <laughs> but I, I was trying to think about where this comes from for me, like why this works well for me. And I think it is – You guys, I mean I'm sure everybody who is in this room or is listening to this has seen – there's always that joke scene in the movie where the lonely character checks into the hotel and in the next room there's people having sex. And they hear them having sex through the wall or the wall starts shaking because of how much sex Yeah, and they're always like really miserable. It's always a joke scene. Yes. I always – when I was younger and like, you know, I was a teenager and first time to understand what sex was, I always found those scenes ridiculously arousing Mm -hmm. because I I had never had sex. And I thought, look how close that person is to sex. (laughs) That's so awesome. I mean, obviously, it would be better to actually be doing it. But there was something really, really – enticing and arousing to me about the idea that someone could be having this really intimate moment like just outside your field of vision and you know everything that's happening except that you can't see it. Um, Um, It's that epic gulf between zero and one. Exactly. Exactly. And so I remember walking around as a teenager like on the streets and being like, God, I can't believe all these people like everybody I see, they they all have sex. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because it felt like such an epic achievement. I don't think I ever thought of that. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm going to go back to the the soundboard now. (laughs) That was awesome. And that's it for Sex Lives this week. A reminder, you can always reach us on our voicemail box at 646-494-3590. Call in and tell us your number. And also, regular listeners will remember Alyssa Shalasky, who edits the Sex Diaries at New York Magazine. And she's asking both for people to write in, you know, if you want to do a sex diary, or if you've had an interesting breakup and you want her to interview you and the person you broke up with. So think of um, it's what we've called both sides of a breakup. Um, They're up. um, There's some in the archives at New York Magazine. And Alyssa is putting out a call for that. Um, If you're interested in doing such a thing, uh, email sexdiaries at nymag.com. Sex Lives is produced by Sam Dingman. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. See you next week. And thanks for listening. 